Welcome to Soul Forum. I'm Dan Center. And I'm April Bell. And together we co-host a series of conversations and reflections that explore the unfolding search for that sense of soul. The way folks from all walks of life stumble into or construct or give shape to what they describe as their most authentic self or their spiritual sense of things or their own wisdom path. What I really love about this introductory series that we call In Search of Soul is the diverse ways in which the folks we interview describe how they awaken to all of this in their own lives. From the college student to the 87-year-old environmental activist, married couples, those in mid-career, every story and reflection opens up some new window in how we might all find our way into an experience of our own individual or collective soul. Episodes include my reflections on the conversations that integrate insights from poets and theologians, philosophers, and even my 35 years of experience working with all sorts of folks in search of a worthy spiritual path. And I am honored as the founder of a storytelling and wisdom keeping project to spend time with each of them to allow their life story to help give you a sense of how every moment of life can draw you into your own sense of soul. Soul. It's that integrative force that so many experience as a guiding principle or an orienting force in their lives. So give yourself a moment to journey a little deeper into the human experience. Welcome to Soul Forum. This week, I sit down with local legend, Papa John, an environmental activist and clinical psychologist. As we meander along in our conversation, exploring his lifelong learning around listening as the pathway to joy, I wonder if we may find the salvation our world is hungering for in this simple, albeit not easy, soulful act of choosing to consciously listen. The whole thing about life is to reach a point as often as possible, daily, preferably, of experiencing this thing called joy, different from happiness. Happiness is external. You buy a new dress, you go on a trip, whatever you do outside of you, and we call it happy, and it's temporary. But in our culture, in our language, we totally interchange joy and happiness. No difference. There's a huge difference. It's, it's the whole world of difference. Joy comes from the inside. See, that, yeah. That's what it's all about, is how can I live in a state of oftenness, joy, each day? I do. So was there a moment for you when you, you witnessed in your own self in your own life, like, oh, wow, this is, this is the difference between joy and happiness. Yeah. Uh, well, let me say that for a long time, when I was a, a working person, I was often reminded that, my, that I was not fulfilling my job description. What was your job description? My job description was do A, B, C, and D. My heart was connecting with people. 
and and so that's simply an example of the external is producing the product I was paid to produce mm -hmm. or, the, or service, you know. But, but that's not who John is. John is, has a, a both a, a very useful mind and, 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 a, and, a, and a very active heart. That's the metaphor we use, talking about the, that, the energy. Mm -hmm. We use the term heart. Uh, so, uh, in my paid work life, I was always happy, happy for family, hiking with the kids, uh, working, happy. But something was seriously missing. There was no joy because <clears throat> what I was doing was not who I was called to do. Wasn't. Could I do the job? Yes. Wrong fit, wrong fit. And it wasn't until my wife passed uh, and, and I had, I had that, then that sense of freedom uh, to, to explore. And, and, and so I then realized <laughs> that the difference between happiness and, and joy and that my moments of joy were almost inevitably connected to the natural world, which includes people. People forget that. Uh, you know, so the animals, there's a creek here, hugely important. I learned to swim in my creek in Menlo Park. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so, so the natural world, so that, that gave me an inkling that, because the natural world is not about uh, external. Because the natural world, I am a part of the natural world. It's it's simply an energy exchange. If I'm able to be to to get that far, and at that moment I feel connected to the camellia, to the to to the chicken, to the egg that I'm aware of where it came from. You know, and that's not happiness. That's an inner energy that I name joy. Mm -hmm. yeah. All humanity is is wounded, is is hurting, for, because everything that we do uh, is absent of of true connection. You know, uh, somebody selling stuff that you buy in the market. You know, uh, is it organic or not? And how are they manipulating the all kinds of manipulations, distort, distortion? It all makes uh, uh, for for the individual uh, stress. So I, I'm just making a basic assumption that almost everybody in the world, whether they're somebody that's living in a migration camp, you know, in Bulgaria, out of Syria, where it's about the, the, the pyramid of survival food, water, whether it's that level or it's, it's us here in the Bay Area, uh, most of whom are okay. We've got the, the basics and we're going on with an extremely fast-paced life that gives us no time to connect. In fact, so someone is hurting and feels stress and, then, and the next thing says, yeah, well, they need help. Now they know they do, 
but a lot of things will keep them from reaching out mm. for help. You know, they're, they're too busy. I've tried and nobody will listen to me. Why won't they listen? Well, there's at least two reasons. One, they've got enough problems of their own. If you get into sharing who you really are, feelings, etc., pain, discomfort, uh, they're going to be polite, but, but, but they're not going to go into listening. Uh, so, so people are often blocked from reaching out. So, the, but, but then throughout the world, when we're allowed to do things in a natural way, people all over the world are actually capable of listening, and they do particularly women, because there's, there's a, an innate greater sense, uh, a, a yearning to allow that to happen. So it happens easier with women. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, so, so it, it happens, but in advanced societies, uh, it doesn't happen for all kinds of reasons. You know. uh, and, and so, uh, if someone is actually going to get help and they, they aren't reaching out themselves, it can happen through conversation, having a cup of coffee. Uh, so, story, had a liturgy here, uh, places often used by nonprofits. So, had a liturgy, afterwards we're having a little food. And I, I know the woman, I don't know her well. She's a part of the, the, the liturgy group. Uh, and uh, we just got talking. We're in conversation mode, and we're in a hearing mode. But my heart reached out through, through compassion. And, and so I said, Sandy, how is it going? I just turned into a listener. Well, and you turned into a listener because you also gave the space to wait for the answer. Am well, I right? A, that's a part of listening. Okay. That's a part of listening. So she poured her heart out. Okay. And when we got through, she said, <laughs> this makes me emotional. She said, thank you for listening. She used the goddamn word. Thank you. For, see, no, no, that was a, a huge validation. That, that was live, real time. I didn't plan it. You don't plan uh, often when you move from hearing through compassion, shift from mind. Mind is taking the hearing in. Yeah, before you close your mouth, I, I want to start. I'm ready to feedback, give you, tell you what you need to know. I, I was able to, to move, move in, in into listening. And uh, so, so that, that simply validated what, what I, I absolutely know and understand at a, at a very deep level. Compassion is required for listening. I've put down definitions of compassion. I probably have 40. And the one that is most meaningful to me, compassion is when the one who has and the one who is in need become one. 
That's what listening is all about. It's a language, verbal and nonverbal. It's a heart and mind collaboration. Mind is needed, but it has to play it, it has to play second fiddle to the heart. You'll never get to listening unless the heart is the more powerful player. While you were hearing, as, as in the example with, with, with Sandy, you know, uh, my heart said, the spirit said, check it out. And, and I, with experience, know how to throw out an open-ended question, which allows you, if you choose, to go there. So what I hear you saying is that listening with your heart is, that's what creates true listening, where the other is heard. Hearing. Yeah. Hearing. Uh, absolutely. So listening is a language. Uh, it, it's, it's complex. Uh, uh, so one of the things, the attributes of listening is that you shut your mind down and you have to shut your ego down. Those two characters, when they get going, it, it, it causes basically nothing but trouble, you know, uh, for the most part, because the, the ego takes over and, and affects the whole conversation. And it says, you see, that's not fair. It, 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 it's wrong. Uh, and, and that affects your response. And then you have this conversation, which may end up negative. Yeah, those two are best friends, and, and, and they want to have a, a real good time together, just... Causing problems, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, so that's one of the characteristics of listening. You have to shut those things down and allow the heart. The heart really means the spirit energy. With, with practice, you can become open to... To, to believing through your own experience, often play after play after play, that if I'm just open, I'll be guided. For most people, those are simply words that don't mean a darn thing. But mm -hmm. experientially, neighbor lost her husband, mm -hmm. died in his sleep. Ooh. Morning, Alex. <laughs> you know, uh, Alex, it's time to wake up. Dead. Uh, so I, I put it out that when I want to talk to somebody outside of the family. You know, this, this is a terrible time. Just give me a call, and she did. I simply fed back to her what what, what I, I was hearing. That's what what you do when, when you're you're listening, uh, because you're you're trying to become that person in a, in a in a sense. Uh, uh, and all of us. My point is that this. I'm very open. I, I don't have to worry about it because when the spirit decides that it's time to, to say something, it, it happens. I have so much experience with that that I say, hello, brother. You know, uh, well, well, there it happened. Well, she said, I, I don't think I can go on living without Alex. Okay, that was the theme. Uh, and then she mentioned a recent grandchild or great-grandchild. Uh, uh, and, and so, the Spirit guided me. I take no responsibility. I, I look back upon it and I said, that was amazing. Thank you. And I said, you need, uh, you, you need to touch Alex, don't you? Yes, yes. 
uh, I, I'm desperate. I said, Alex is alive and well and present to you and your great-granddaughter. She is your Alex now. That was the energy mm -hmm. that's, that's there, mm -hmm. but not available. Yearning to be, mm -hmm. to, to, be to guide, mm -hmm. but not available to most people because they're still in their, in their headset right. as opposed to heart. Yeah. So, so that that takes experience. So so that's 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 a part of listening. Uh, you know. Uh, so so when did that happen for you though? I mean, you know, you've alluded to it that you know our culture is so you know fast and busy and involved and you know you you can't blame anybody really for for their for their distraction, right? No. But but then there are those that such as yourself that you know there's this realization of like oh if i actually stop and say how are you and i'm open and wait a whole different world opens up and i'm provided the opportunity to be a true contribution to this person and you know and there's this energy exchange and so kind of like when did that occur for you in your life where you just like you really were able to be like oh like i'm going to now practice this until it becomes my Second nature habit. As an adult, I realized that that connection for for me was was absent, and that I, I desperately needed it. You know, uh, and so uh, I'll give one simple example that was a that remains an aha moment, but it was only a couple of years ago. I, I was at a restaurant in Lafayette. Uh, I walked up. It was crowded. I needed to wait. There was a, uh, everything was outside. There was a nice bench. I sat down. There was a black woman sitting there already, and, and, and she moved over a little bit. I, I sat down, and we started a conversation. Never saw her before, uh, and uh, it was a very pleasant conversation. Uh, and then uh, I was called. There was a table. Uh, I'm going to meet a friend, and, and, and she was too. I sat down, uh, uh, and my, my friend arrived, and, and just as he arrived, the food server brought me a mimosa. Uh, and I, being German, said, you know, there's something wrong with this picture. I didn't order a mimosa. <laughs> uh, I said, it, I didn't order it. He said, yeah, relax, John. It's from that woman over there. It was the black woman. There had been made a connection. So just waved and thanked her, and, and I would die to see her again. That was an aha moment that only validated what I knew about this thing called connection. You know, so, so, yeah. Uh, so uh, listening is very complex, uh, and another characteristic of or attribute of listening is that it's all about the present. It's not about if if we're having in our conversation if we're listening to each other. Uh, uh, it's it's not about your history or or future. Mm -hmm. Tell. Tell me who you are now. 
I want to experience you as best I can as you are now. And, and that generally leads to the, 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 uh, the sharing of, the, of, of hurt. See, because there's a desire to share hurt, but only if you have found comfort, which moves to trust. Now you can go deep, but you're not going to go there uh, unless you're, you're comfortable in this conversation, which now is listening, uh, uh, and, and then... Uh, given some time uh, it leads to trust and and, and, and that's where you, that's where you want to go with listening you want to get to the deep sharing mm -hmm. which is who you are mm -hmm. the hurting part mm -hmm. when that happens when there is trust and there is comfort and sharing there's a connection mm -hmm. now a really important part that is just not understood yet. Why does the connection feel good? When you meet a friend, man or woman, close friend, you have a history together, you haven't seen them for quite a while. All of a sudden, wow, I'm so glad to see you. What happens generally? You hug. Let's analyze what, the, what is really happening at that moment of hugging. Mm -hmm. And you know the answer as well as I do. The energy in you, the life force, name it as you will, <laughs> same life force is in both of us. And when we allow ourselves to physically psychologically and mentally become open, that life force connects with itself. Connection is, is like a coax cable where it can move freely. When you are hugging and you are about to, to embrace, you have opened that connection. Because if it's not open, it's the life force is within you, but it's not out there. It's not available. But when two people uh, have a, a, a history, uh, then they, they come together. And what's really happening is that the connection, the, 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 the cable has allowed the free flow of the, of the life force energy, which, which is, the, is the ultimate. And, and our human reaction to that is 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 joyful, mm -hmm. not happy, because it it comes from the inside. Mm -hmm. So that's what's really happening, and that's the the classic example that happens every day a million times. People see each other, and and they are their their defenses go down, their their mind shuts down. You're this far apart. You're coming closer. You're going to hug, and then it becomes physical. Uh, as well as everything else, uh, and, and so I, I call it the secret. You know, we we all experience it, but we don't have a clue as to what's happening. But if you need proof that the life for, 
force exists and exists in all, uh, th th that's it. Listening is the antidote for hurt because mm -hmm. it isn't actually, it's the vehicle. Mm -hmm. The vehicle that allows healing. Mm -hmm. It allows that energy. Now we're taking it from two people who haven't seen each other for a while to two people listening to each other, sharing deeply, having built comfort, trust, and connection. And what happens now? It's the same analogy. The life force in you, the, the, the hurting person, uh, uh, we're all hurting, uh, and, uh, and in the listener, they have opened that channel. And now each is changed. And the, the other person, the, the other person, hurting person, uh, is, is on a path to healing only because of listening. Mm -hmm. I have a, I, as a person, I have a habit of making things 10 times more difficult than they need to be. And over and over again, life shows me that it's actually all pretty simple. And, but you know, you do have, need to know how to get there. So let's say somebody's listening to this and they're wondering like, okay, I understand like John is a natural at listening and connecting to people. And clearly he does a good job of that. But you know, how, how do I do that? How could you suggest to me how I could go out in the world and do this thing that obviously is, you know, at this point, your nature. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of steps that one, but one of the basics would be that <clears throat> as you're going through each day and you're talking with people, practice silence. Drop the need to prepare a response and slowly learn when your ego is taking over. You can do that. It takes some time. What's the clue for you when you feel, when you notice, you're like, oh, there's my ego. It's taking, what's the clue for you? Mm -hmm. Some part of me says that what's coming out of my mouth is not useful. That's changing my tape. It's doing what I just said. It's shutting down the mind. That that was my agenda. It's uh, and my ego doesn't come out too often, but it, but it does. And, and I, I have to smile to myself when it does. I said, you "Son of a gun, boy, oh boy, you slipped you slipped right in there, didn't you? Right. You know." <laughs> what so? What hopes do you have for humanity? for the world, for the people that you love and care about, for the people you don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I do believe that, that, that this process of listening, uh, which of course in Washington, D.C. <laughs> simply doesn't exist because mind and ego are 110%. Uh, no one ever 
even if they're sleeping, stops thinking. My sense is that this is a major vehicle, listening, uh, that is, a, see, every human is, is able to listen. They may not know how or have any sense of it, and most in our culture don't. And I just envision that listening starts to become normal again, that somehow something shifts. Uh, and and I, I, we're in a hell of a down, uh, slippery slope that, that's going uh, into destruction. Uh, and we're controlled you know, by, uh, by governments and, and, and corporations who are only interested in, in, in greed you know, and, uh, and, and control. You know, uh, and and that's that's a that's a hard hard nut to crack. I, I don't know how it's going to happen. I guess I don't have to know. I have to believe that it is a better way, and that the the spirit is alive and well, and through each of us doing what we're called to do, you and I and, and everybody else, that that something will bring about a, a shift. And that that listening will be known well enough, and, and they'll say, uh, "Yeah, we sit down and we will listen to each other." This is what they they, they, they do in tribal in tribal environments. The, the the elders will sit down and listen to each other. You know, uh, and uh, <coughs> we have to get back to it, and, and we, we we will. I don't know how. I don't need to know how, uh, but I, I do believe that it will happen. What does a world of people willing to to listen to one another look like? Oh, you know, it 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 looks like humanity that is carrying a lot less burden of stress. Mm-hmm. However, that whether it's loneliness or or misery or whatever adjective you want to apply to it, it comes to you in the form of stress, which then gets translated into lots innumerable uh, feelings, uh, which, which then keep you from becoming who you're called to be. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a world that is, is equally concerned about the other as myself. I can love you comma, but as long as I also take care of myself, So I knew that that it was going to be delightful to meet with you and speak with you today, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you, and um, I'd love to do it again. Sure, so maybe, sure, maybe someday. Yeah. What I loved most about having this conversation with John was he revalidated for me two very important things. One is to practice finding joy in each day. The second is the value of being a conscious and patient listener and how that is a pathway to joy. In the work I've done over the years of interviewing people, I've noticed time and again the joyful connection that arises between us as I deeply listen to them tell their life stories. I'm aware, as John noted, that this experience of being truly heard 
isn't that common in our busy daily lives. I'm convinced that the human connection that occurs in these moments is one of the things we all yearn for in this modern age. Being heard is a fundamental need. Maybe some of the chaos people have swirling around them these days could be mitigated if we each committed to generously listening to at least one person a day. Is there someone in your life you could pause with for a moment and give them your listening? I actually practice this with perfect strangers as well as those I hold close. It doesn't have to take a lot of your time. Simply take those few beats as John suggested to be silent and wait for your companion's response. What comes next could very well be magical. I'd be interested in hearing how it goes for you. You can follow the link in the show notes and head on over to the Soul Forum podcast webpage and leave a comment under this episode. Did choosing to generously listen give you joy? Did you feel more connected to your person and as such to our greater human family? Next week, we'll hear a bit more from Cole, the 21-year-old Dan was with in last week's episode. I had the chance to sit down with him and dive a little deeper into some of the aspects that shape his authentic life. Thanks for joining me today and having this conversation with John. I hope you found his wisdom around listening as a pathway to joy valuable for your own soul's journey. This episode of Soul Forum has been brought to you by Storycatcher for iPhone, a fun and simple tool that helps you create shareable keepsake video stories. Be the documentarian in your circles. Find Storycatcher, spelt as all one word, on the Apple App Store. You may attend Soul Forum Live each Sunday morning at Creekside Commons in Lafayette, California. The 30-minute presentation is also live-streamed via YouTube and Facebook where people interact via the chat. After the live stream is complete, for those gathering in person, we then enter into a non-recorded group discussion on the day's topic. We'd love for you to join us for Soul Forum.